Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, a lot on the prices that make for good bets using the predictive mathematical model that I've built, affectionately known as Sideline for games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. In here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswitheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. You'll get money lines, run lines, first fives, totals, numbers needed for A-grade plays, cheat sheets every day, tons of information if that's what you want, or streamlined information if that's not what you want. So we got you covered no matter what type of better you are. Cost is under $1 per day, and you'll get exclusive access to our Discord chat. A lot of fun over there, and that sign-up link is in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion of this show projects a typical game does not try to forecast it to a T as to be a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sites or wrong sites or other prices where any side should be played. Whether using my model or someone else's, this is the probabilistic thinking that is key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There are ups and downs, but this balances out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so while the long-run profitability has been proven, winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler jake uh you know yesterday overall three and two one and two on the picks that we cover on the games one the pitcher prop so of the of the five i gave out one push one of the pitcher scratch went three and one in the other props you picked one of the three winners to talk about on show and then the total of the day over on tiktok and instagram one as well so overall three and two and what we gave out to the people for free. Uh, Jake, you know, I feel, we talked about a little bit on the Discord. I feel like, aside from that, just the overall, it feels like we're really struggling with the curse of the one-run games. Those balance out as 50-50 in the long run, but we suffered another two extra-inning one-run losses last night. Neither of the games that we talked about here on show, but we had uh, the Giants, uh, who who lost in extras and the Padres uh, who lost in extras had the bases loaded in the top of the 10th, no outs and didn't score. Um, those one run losses. I, you always talk about, you know, it balances in the long run, but after this kind of stretch we've had, where we keep finding ourselves on the wrong side of the one run games, uh, it's kind of hard to stomach sometimes. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt. And then the Cubs almost coming back after a terrible start from Stroman and then coming up just short. Another one lost. Yeah, the Padres one just feels like the Padres season overall, though. But that's true. That's true. That one's like, like kind of more whatever. It kind of is what it is. Um, and, and I do want to make make it clear: you shouldn't necessarily go exactly five hundred and what run games that you bet on, but it should be relatively close to five hundred. Um, you should be slightly over five hundred or slightly under five hundred based off of uh, when you're talking about a money line sport like baseball. You know, based off if you're betting more favorites or dogs, if you're betting more dogs, bigger plus odds. You maybe shouldn't be 50-50 in one run games. You should be. 45 55 something like that we should be pretty close to 50 50 we play enough of both we should be pretty close to 50 50 we'll balance out the long run uh but again if you're with us on dub club uh suffering uh, that's three a grade one one losses yesterday and it just feels like that's what's been hurting us here ever since the all-star break i was talking to uh to miss professor about this yesterday at dinner um you know when when you're making good smart picks 
what happened yesterday is actually kind of slightly predictive of what will happen tomorrow. Not extremely, but but minorly, right? The, you know, if you're, if you're making good picks, you're going to have better results, right? Uh, the caveat to that is, of course, when you get this one run, weird luck is not very predictive. And so we're talking about it. it's frustrating because you never know when it's just going to snap and you're going to be on the right side of all those one-run games. And it's obviously more fun that way. Uh, we just kind of keep holding our breath. Uh, thankfully, again, for, for the picks we gave out for free on the, to the people yesterday between this platform uh and and others you know three and two is at least a, a decent start to to, to monday for, for that for that aspect of it yeah should make garfield happy right yeah exactly uh there should be no angry comments today that'll that'll be the way it goes uh jake it is august 1st uh trade deadline less than 12 hours away uh this is a day hopefully if you or you're still watching this and you fast forward, uh, you're holding your breath on any pick you make before the trade deadline. The benefit is you bet, get better prices potentially before anything happens and it moves. But I mean, if for teams that are active, it matters. And it kind of matters a little bit both ways. Most of your contenders should not lose anybody. They won't gain anybody either. The guys won't be able to, to play today unless they're going across the dugout, which does happen on rare occasions. Uh, you're a little bit more concerned about a team and it worked out for him last night. The Mariners won, but you know, it seemed like the Mariners were a little bit shorthanded last night with you know trading away a couple of guys. Uh, team like the Diamondbacks a little bit, you know, shorthanded again. It worked out for them, but you know, in the long run, if you're a little bit more shorthanded, it's gonna it's gonna hurt you a little bit. That's today where you're holding your breath. We have a couple of A grade plays that uh, I told the people on Dub Club. You and I talked about. We're like, hey, let's just hold off for now because we don't know what this team's gonna look like uh, after the de- you know after this break. We don't know what a handful of teams are gonna do. Uh, so, you know, today's going to be a fun hold breath, check Twitter for the updates or whatever source you use, uh, MLB you know, TV or .com or network or whatever, right? And, and uh, you know, just, just hold your breath. Uh, if, if your team's in it or, or not in it, you know, you, you may be hoping for different things. But from a betting standpoint, uh, definitely betting starting pitcher dependent. We saw this yesterday, three starting pitchers scratched. None of them for trades, just randomly scratched uh, and changed at the last minute, basically. Uh, which was a lot of fun for me personally, traveling and trying to re-update the model and give that information out to the Dub Club people. Uh, but, you know, y- y- you have to, like I said, really just today's the hold your breath day. I don't I don't know how if that's how you view it or not. Yeah, no, today, uh, today I don't bet too heavy because I, I don't know where things happen. Uh, and I just don't know how. I mean, even with, like, not just pitchers, just, like, Position players get moved around. It might be guys. held out close to the game. It's not. I don't know. I just. I don't go too heavy on on, on the deadline days. Yeah, and at least wait until whatever the deadline is four a four p.m. ish. I think in that ballpark, right. Once you get past that, you can exhale a little bit, maybe put, you know, double up, not double, but like maybe if you're putting a half unit on something earlier, you can put the other half on it later, maybe wait a little bit. Maybe you just go ahead and go for it, especially depending on if the price is good. Uh, we're going to talk about in the games that we talk about today, the specific potential trade issues, what may or may not happen, what we think with these teams. So we'll kind of dive in that a little bit as a one-off, like a special trade deadline episode. Not, you know, not that we're going to forecast trades, but kind of talk about how that might affect your betting. Uh, but before we get to it, some quick reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications you won't miss any of the mlb college basketball college football or coming this fall nfl content that this channel provides you can see how i'm scaling picks in the google sheet that's got season results team rankings and ratings pitcher ratings all sorts of goodies that links in the show description but as always scaling in the picks 
take what you like and leave the rest. No day games today. I guess everybody will be focusing on that trade deadline. Uh, this is the one day it's acceptable to not have day games, I guess, because we have something to keep pay attention to with the trades. Uh, so we're going to start off here at Phillies, the Marlins, 6.40 p.m. Eastern, the one kind of earlier uh, start game weather-wise, of course, we typically see the roof closed in Miami, projecting that again here tonight. So no weather concerns. Ranger Suarez and Sandy Alcantara, two pitchers that have been the subject of a bunch of discussion, in my opinion, really. Ranger Suarez, a guy a couple years ago, was back and forth between the rotation, the bullpen, pitching really well last year. This year, not as good. Probably not quite as bad as that 422 ERA, but he's definitely a case of a pitcher that depending on how much you weight this year versus last year, how much you look at which underlying metric can kind of determine your view of him. He's definitely an above average pitcher. The question is just how good is he? Model gives him a 90 rating where 85 would be one standard deviation better than league average. So not quite that full standard deviation better uh, than average, but a, a good pitcher nonetheless. City uh, Alcantara, also a picture of much discussion after last year's dominant season, really struggling this year. Same situation, not as bad as that 446 ERA. Model gives him a 77 rating. His underlying metrics this year are pretty similar to Ranger Suarez. But of course, when you look at last year and previous year's data, which does matter to some extent, you saw it with Sandy start last time out. He still is a really good pitcher despite the struggles this year. Sandy's a guy I think is an interesting case when you look at his last, I think, six starts. One of them was at St. Louis, a hot night against a good offense. One of them was at Atlanta, hot night against a good offense. You take those away, I think the other four of his last six starts, I think he's allowed a five earned run. So maybe starting to put it together. We've kind of been talking about is he turning the corner his last several starts. Maybe that's the case. Last start, he looked fantastic, of course. Bullpen-wise, you have to give the edge to the Marlins. Offensively, these two teams are very similar, both right around league average. Jake, we're going to be on the Marlins here at minus 135. It's a B-grade pick. Threshold for a B-grade right now, uh, minus 139 or better gets you that B-grade. Minus 128 or better gets you an A-grade. Models says the price should be minus 148. The Marlins win this about 60% of the time. Jake, of all the games, you had a lot of options. I think you had eight games or so to choose between uh, the games or A or B grades and or we like totals of. Uh, why did you select this as one of the ones you wanted to talk about here today? I, I think Sandy has turned that corner. I think, uh, I don't know, he pitched so many innings and stuff last year Last year that may, maybe he just needed a, a all-star break and a, like warm, just everything else is just extended warm-up. And I think he's yeah. right here. He's turned the corner and he's, like going nine was is kind of his thing, and yeah. he just he dominated the last game. Philly's offense isn't great, isn't bad, very bad. So I think he can do that again. Um, love the Marlins here because mainly just pitching that and the bullpen because the offenses to me are be splitting hairs deciding who's better. So I, I think since all the pitching leans Marlins, it's smart play to be on the Marlins. And, and I think you're right. I think the the Phillies offense, they've got some guys at the top of the lineup who can kind of do some damage, but they're not you know, as deep as that Braves lineup or the Cardinals. And of course, the Cardinals have had their struggles, but they still have a good offense as well and a very deep offense. And, and I think this Phillies lineup sets up better for him to go deeper because of the fact that he's got to really focus in on those first, you know, five hitters. And then those last four, I'm not saying he can 
take turn it off or whatever but he can really kind of get into a little bit of a cruise mode and that's exactly what you need when you're trying to go eight innings or so which is again what he seemed to do like every start last year is bear down for an inning on your tougher inning and then kind of have an inning where you can cruise kind of alternate between that and this Phillies lineup sets up to be that again it's not bad it's just it's not quite as deep and as dangerous as a, a lineup like the Braves which is one he struggled with which is no fault or shame or anybody to struggle with an offense like the Braves. Obviously, every once in a while, as we talked about last night, maybe they aren't going to score seven runs a game, but in general, they still are a very good offense that can that can do a lot of damage. I'm like you. I saw this uh, pick, and, you know, I'm I'm at this point, you know, and I've always been up. I'm going to play the A grades. I'm not going to really doubt it or question it. Uh, maybe you decide if you want to play first five or run line or whatever, but I, I am a believer in the A grades. When you get to the B and the C grades, it's kind of a look at the situation and see. This is when I saw didn't reach the A grade criteria, but I thought I, if if Sandy's figured out, I think there's a good chance that you're at. I'm kind of on the same page with you. Then if that's the case, then we're really underselling the Marlins here, and this number should be even higher than it is. The Marlins are like the Orioles light. I think they're not obviously as good as the Orioles, but I think they're a similar team that's been kind of underrated a little bit. They're not sexy. They don't have a lot of big names. But they've kind of quietly been, I think, better than the uh, average, uh, better average fan has thought here in these last couple of years. Uh, you know, it's been hard sometimes to find value on Alcantara starts, especially last year with how dominant he was. Uh, but it's a team that just, you know, the Phillies get a lot of love and usually get a little bit overvalued. The Marlins a little bit undervalued in general. Uh, and again, if Sandy's turned the corner, I think that really holds true today. The total in this game is set at seven and a half. Model says eight. Jake, I'm kind of looking at it. Those odd numbers are really important. I'm more looking at it. I'm looking to go over seven, not over seven and a half, because I want that push protection number like seven, especially with two above average pitchers. Uh, I would definitely not be going under seven and a half because the model says a higher number, but I feel like over uh, this game could land at seven. That's me. My personal thoughts. I'm curious your, your views on this total. Yeah, I think this total could be very, very small. Uh, so I don't, I'm probably not going to play it because then there's the chance that Alcantara hasn't figured it out and he's throwing batting practice and that that top part of the uh, Phillies lineup can really mash the ball and the Marlins lineup can score too. So I mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to put that. Like I think Sandy's turned the corner, but I'm also not putting that much faith in him yet. Uh, so I'm not going to bet the total and you know, I'm just going to back him. And hopefully the Marlins it, it, can. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of – it reminds me of, I think, last week when Cousin Jared was on. I think we talked to, I think it was like Tigers Marlins. And I think it was kind of a similar thing with like two good starting pitchers. And I think it was the same discussion where we said like, Model would say to go over as a small lean. And he was like, there's no way I'm going to play the over. I think the over hit actually with ease, but that that was a one-off. But we st- I think it was a similar thing where it's like, the over might hit, <laughs> but you could easily see this being a three-to-one game, and that would not surprise anybody. So uh, seven and a half, uh, you know, probably a pretty good number. Not low enough to entice me to go over because I'd want that push protection on seven. Uh, but the model's predicting eight. I, I can't go under that either but if i it's one of those where if i didn't have a model i'd probably go under does that mean it's it would it would hit or not again i don't know it's kind of one of those like i always say if you have conflicting information where part of you or some information says one way some says the other way it's a great opportunity to pass and i think you and i are on the same page with that total here uh passing on 
that. Which takes us to our second game, Tigers at the Pirates. Of all the interesting games, this may not be one of them that you're the most excited about, but we think there's a good angle from some ways you can profit. There's a lot of ways you can profit off this one. Weather-wise, we're going to be at a pretty average temperature day, maybe slightly warmer than average, very barely, but the wind blowing out in Pittsburgh is going to boost the runs by about 7%. Closer to 80 degrees to start, closer to 70 degrees to finish, which again is probably pretty standard for August 1st. But again, on average, based off of throwing in April data as well, maybe slightly warmer for that park. Again, a slight boost to runs here. What's also going to boost the runs, Matt Manning, underlying metrics, way, way worse than that 432 ERA. Uh, Johan Oviedo, probably every bit as mediocre as his 460 ERA. Oviedo rates is pretty average, Manning below average. Bullpens. Both of them are decent. Offense is not as great, but again, these are the types of pitchers that the offenses should be able to hit. Jake, we've got multiple picks on this one. Pirates at minus 114 is an A grade, over eight and a half. With respect to the total, uh, the model projects 9.6. So this is kind of my threshold here. You could go over nine if you wanted to get that push protection, but I love the win on nine, especially if this is a 4-4 game late. You know you've got the W going over eight and a half. Model says the Pirates win this 57% of the time. It should be priced at minus 134, and that minus 117 or better gets an A grade, so it's just equal to the A grade. Uh, two great ways to profit off of this one, in my opinion, Jake. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think the Pirates are the better team, and I think they'll win a high-scoring affair. The pitcher like is not great. I, I don't think Oviedo is really even that average. I think he's more below average than he is average. Um, the Tigers can score at at times, but sometimes they just totally disappear. And yeah, they're very, very hit or miss on that offense for sure. I've seen a lot of Tigers games where there's stretches of, of games where they've gotten zero ones one run and you're just like, this Tigers offense is pathetic. And every once in a while they will. They'll put up like six six runs in back-to-back games. And you're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah. So, so I, I think they'll be on on this one because the pitching's bad. I mean, the bullpens aren't great. Nothing about these teams is fun. But there's a lot of value here because I think the Pirates are – a better overall team. I think they're going to win, win this one. I just think there'll be a lot of runs because the pitching is just going to be bad. And you've got, you've got enough decent bats and both lineups to take advantage of it. Yeah, and again, that 7% boost to weather could absolutely be the difference in this game, landing 8 or 9. Uh, Jake, we didn't really talk about the trade situations in that first game, Phillies and Marlins. I don't think there's really much to discuss. Both teams are going to be are in it enough that I don't think they're going to lose much, and so there's not really much to worry about there. If they lose things, it'll probably be from their farm system. If they add again, it probably won't uh, help them today unless the trade happens really early and the guy's really close by or something. Uh, this is the game that there might be some situation where guys are being added or subtracted so this is definitely one to either hold your breath on maybe put a little bit of your money on lock in a decent price and put a little bit more on later see where the number goes uh the pirates obviously you know a, a good season for them relative to where they were expected they hung in there kept it interesting but fell back at the end and at this point you know Clearly, you know, especially with the resurgence of the of the Cubs and the uh, Reds really knocking the Pirates out of this. I think if those hadn't happened, you could make a case that like you're looking at this. Maybe they've got a few more wins. Those teams aren't as good. You're thinking maybe, you know, the Brewers falter. Right. But with three teams ahead of them, Pirates definitely not going to be buyers. There's rumors of, you know, would they trade a guy like McCutcheon again and like resign him? I feel like they do that every third year at this point. It feels like. Um you know, a guy like Bednar is one that they've discussed. Um, 
you know, trading, although he's a local guy, who knows what they'll do with him. But the Tigers are in the same exact boat. Uh, no reason not to sell any reasonable piece for them as they've had yet another disappointing season. As much of a mess as the Central is, the Tigers not going to win it. And so you really could have people on both sides. That's why I'm kind of comfortable playing this now personally. Again, if you want to wait just to see exactly how it shakes out, I don't blame you. But personally, I feel like there's about an equal chance that either side loses multiple relievers randomly today or something like that. Uh, I don't really feel like one team has more to lose than the other. I don't know what your thoughts are, what you've heard anything on trade-wise, trade rumors uh, about who might be gone in this game come game time that we're not realizing here at this morning. Yeah, I don't have any much more to add. I just don't think there's any major piece that's going to totally flip what the value here is. There's nobody the Pirates are going to lose that I'm going to go, oh, now Detroit's the better team kind of thing. I mean, Bednar makes it painful, I guess, but other than that, there's nothing I'm too worried about here. Is it, What's the Brian Reynolds situation? Did they ever sign him? I feel like there was – I think there was there was the saga if they were going to sign him. I can't even remember if they did or not. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't either. Uh, but y- again, you end up with both both teams could easily not get many trades done. We see that sometimes from teams that are falling out as much as they might want to uh, based off the contracts, based off of what they can you know, get, that sort of thing. Uh, neither team might make a move. One team might make a move. Both might make multiple moves. You just never know, of course, but it looks about the same. It's not like we're for sure backing a team who is selling versus a team who isn't. So I don't really, it's one of those things where we always talk about a priori don't really know what to make of it. So on average, it's probably going to balance out here uh, in the end. Uh, Last thought on this game before we move to our pitcher prop of the day, Jake, two good ways to profit. If you had to pick one, do you like one more than the other, or do you love your, all your children the same? I think in this one, I love all my children the same. I, I, I think it's a very well-set line. I've got a lot of value on the lines for us here because I just I don't I don't believe in Detroit at all right now. Yeah, uh, I think it's an interesting point you make too. Totals have done really well in general. At the start of the season, I probably would have said if I'm a coin toss, I'm going to take the side as what I like more. Totals, the model on totals has done so well this season. It continues to do well. Has not struggled from the one run loss syndrome. It's been it's it's been about 50-50 on the can we win by one or lose by one, which is what it's supposed to be, right? So uh, it's been doing still really well. So I'm kind of like you. In general, I would have said sides earlier are a stronger shooter but the model on totals has done really well. So uh, both of them are really good ways to play it. Of course, if you like, you can also play the Pirates. Team total over would be kind of the intersection of these two as well. Or you can split them up and just kind of say, if the game gets weird, maybe I win one, lose one. But um, that you know, breaking even is never the worst thing in the world uh, for, for sports betting. Uh, our pitcher prop of the day. Johan Aviedo over five and a half strikeouts. Uh, Jake, the reason I, I think this is a smart pick, and again, a plus expected value pick according to Outlier, number one, the plus 104 odds. Anytime you get plus odds, I mean, it's 50-50. I think that's pretty smart. When you look at this, you've got the Tigers are a top third in most strikeouts on the season. They strike out a little bit heavy. Uh, if there are any trades, they lose a bat. That's probably going to increase their strikeouts. Not necessarily. You never exactly know, but probably going to increase it. Uh, you know, the guys that strike out a lot 
y- you know, maybe less likely to be moved. Uh, you know, a guy like Baez right, strikes out a lot. I, I don't see him going anywhere. Um, you know, so a high strikeout team. When you look at this, Oviedo has you know, only gone over this number seven out of his 21 times, but look at all of the lower outputs. He's done it more recently. I think he's a pitcher who's starting to pitch a little bit better. It's not about the innings. He had deeper starts before. That's of course when he was going over on the strikeouts, Uh, but it's been kind of pretty average on the innings. It's just, he seems to be striking out more guys here as of recent. And you can see here in his last, uh, whatever that is, eight starts, he's gone over this number in four of those eight, I think this is pretty 50 50. I think it's a little bit as much as it is about the Tigers striking out kind of, as you mentioned, not having a lot of faith in the Tigers in general, as it is about Oviedo got a relatively high strikeout team and a, what's probably about a 50 50 proposition at plus odds uh, is a pretty smart thing to put your money on. If you're ending up getting this at minus odds, it means other people are putting their money on the same thing. Don't chase a terrible price, of course, but if it drops to minus odds, it's because other people are liking the same thing. Uh, in that we kind of think the Tigers, you know, going to strike out a lot. Again, maybe more about them than Oviedo. What do you think? Yeah, I think the Tigers are a team that strikes out a lot, especially with a guy like Baez. He's good for at least one, maybe even two strikeouts a game. Uh, There's nobody else on that team that's, like, just totally not. Like, a guy that just doesn't ever strike out. I think a lot – they're very aggressive at times, and they try to force the numbers a little bit. So they – I see a lot of strikeouts coming for, for this team, and especially the way Aviano's pitching right now. He seems to have changed up his strategy, or his strategy ends up working because here recently he's been fairly, fairly good with his strikeouts. Yeah, and you can see here at Outlier. Uh, all the strikeout numbers, I mean, there's a lot of high numbers. You don't see, I mean, almost all of these guys are, are you know, 20% or higher. Cabrera is the, you know, right at 20. You know, you got a few guys here underneath, but you got a lot of guys in the mid-20s. And, of course, uh, a couple of guys are at the top around 30. You, you got a lot of a lot of guys who strike out. It's kind of one of those up and – it's not like – you're not dealing with a guy like Arias at the top of the lineup, you know, who you kind of know is going to put the bat on the ball and prevent you from striking out. Like any one of these guys from 1 to 9 seems really – like a like a reasonable candidate for a strikeout so uh partially you know a lot of times we like to look at how a pitcher's done and how what percentage of the time he's hit it but every once in a while you got to look at the opposing team as well uh if the opposing team's kind of more middle of the pack strikeouts you kind of look more at what the overall what the pitcher's done on average in this case got to change it up a little bit with what the pitcher's done on average and consider the uh, uh the tigers here a high strikeout team so we're going over oviedo Five and a half strikeouts at plus 104. And again, remember, if you want to see all of the plus expected value plays at outlier.bet offers, they also have hitter props as well. I'm only doing pitchers here on show. They got all the hitter props about all the different things you can bet. They integrate seamlessly with the big four domestic sports, which you can shop around. You can click, basically build your wager card in the app. on the website or on the app, click a button. It'll take you right to those uh, sports books with it already on your card there. It works really well. Uh, you can see all sorts of trends and data. It's a lot of uh, good information over there. You can sign up today at at slash professor. That link's on the show description. We'll get you a seven-day trial 
to check that out. And again, if you're not playing daily fantasy, check out Thrive Fantasy, where you can pick an entire lineup of players and enter in a contest against other people or choose a handful of props, parlay them together. And if they all hit you win new users, use the promo code sides or the sign up link in the show description. Or receive a 100% first deposit match of $250. Sign up today and take advantage of some free money. Uh, Jake, this will take us to our last game of the day. My Houston Astros will host the Cleveland Guardians in a game that yesterday we got the first five winner in the Guardians. Model gave that an A grade, did not give the full game uh, as high of marks, and of course got the Guardians with the winner. And then the Astros just poured it on as of late. It was perfect for me as an Astros fan. I got the win and the first five fading my team, and then my team wins. I mean, you just can't play it any better than that. Uh, Hopefully we can get a similarly profitable result here in tonight's game, of course, projecting the roof to be closed in Houston because it's August and it's Houston and Texas has been hotter than blazes as of late. Uh, won't be quite as hot tonight in Houston by the end of the game. It's only going to be in the upper 80s, Jake. So if you're a Texas only. native, uh, yeah, only. <laughs> uh, definitely a roof-closed game. Gavin Williams versus Fromber Valdez. Two pitchers that, again, interesting discussion here. Gavin Williams, I do not think nearly as good as that 335 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be closer to five. Still rates as below average. The results have been there in the seven starts. So that's something that can't be ignored, that the results have been there. But he's yet another guy. We talk about this often, that really the underlying metrics paint a different story going forward. So either he's going to have to do something different or eventually that luck is going to catch up to him and against a fully healthy Astros lineup tonight could be the night where the the good luck flips uh even if he doesn't have bad luck if he has average luck against the Astros offense he's probably going to give up a bunch of runs uh from Valdez a little bit shakier here in several of his last starts after just an incredible uh, first, you know, 15 or so starts of the season was, in my opinion, the leader in the clubhouse, you know, separated himself as the front runner for the Cy Young Award. His last several starts now, uh, I'm not sure he's even the leader in the leader of the pack anymore. Still in the running, of course, but definitely a very disappointing several starts for him. He'll look to get back on track against a below average guardians offense and a specifically against lefties, a very below average guardians lineup. That really matters here that this guardians lineup, very left-handed heavy. That should help Fromber. Hopefully he can get back on track. We're going to be the Astros here at minus 179. It's an A grade. Jake, this price blows my mind. Why it's so low model says this should be priced at minus 288. Now again, but further you get away from even money, the numbers on the odds jump faster than they do in probability. The probability scale is linear. The odd scale is not linear. So when you convert to probability, it's maybe not quite as big of a difference as you would think, but it's still a massive difference here. A grade price is minus 241. Model loves the Astros here. The only other big edges that we've seen on the board today this big involve teams that we know might lose players in the trade deadline and the Astros obviously not going to lose anybody. The guardians, are they going to move somebody? They've already moved uh, Aaron Savali, one of their starting pitchers. Of course they're trading from depth there. So that doesn't really do much. They've already moved uh, Ahmed Rosario. They've got a guy who can uh, kind of replace him a little bit. They don't seem like they're selling and that they're getting rid of stuff. They're kind of trying to move from strength, kind of even major leaguers for major leaguer type deals. But also you never know when, if the right deal comes along, a team like Cleveland could easily pull the trigger, especially now with Bieber on the IL. Um, 
the Central's a mess. They could still win this AL Central because honestly, other than the Royals uh, and, and I guess the Tigers and, and I guess the White Sox, I guess, uh, God, that Central's a mess. I was going to say anybody could win it and make a joke, but that's actually not true <laughs> because the other teams are even... I mean, the Royals just sweat the Twins, so... Exactly. That just shows you how much of a mess the, the, the Central is, right? The Guardians could still win that division, right? So uh, I don't think they're going to go necessarily... Some of them, but, but the Astros aren't going to lose anybody. The Guardians might and they might trade strength for strength again and do another like rosario type deal which would put them shorthanded tonight so if anything happens on the trade front it's only going to help us um jake i don't know are you as confused as i am why we're getting the at such a good price i mean is this just like we're giving up on fromber or, or what like how how can you explain such a low a low price yeah it, it feels like the Astros, even though they're really as good as they've ever been i mean the pitching's down a little bit but are, are kind of getting forgotten about a little bit, like because Fromber struggled here a little recently, and that, but that all and their offense hasn't been healthy, but now it's healthy. That is not where if I my, my metrics were looking like uh, Williams there, I would not want to see the Astros at home because yeah. that's like that's just an accident waiting to be like a seven run inning. Uh, but I don't I don't know why we're getting that price and. I'm not. I don't think there's really what maybe a bat, a bat and a half that you're worried about in the Cleveland lineup. Ramirez and Quan, maybe like Quan being. I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't really think yeah. he's going to do a ton of damage to Frumber. I mean, really, Ramirez. And no. again, Ramirez being a switch hitter, you know, isn't going to do as much damage. He's still a great hitter either way. But you're you're half neutralizing some of their better hitters, which is why I said the, the Guardians yeah. against the lefty just do not project very well at all. Yeah, so I I just I'm very confused on the price, but I'm I'm happy it is where it is because that's more money in my pocket. Yeah, I think if you're if you're trying to talk yourself into Cleveland at all, you've got a lot of things happening here. You're saying a they're not going to lose anybody or they're not going to trade anybody away. Even even again, even if it's major league for major league because they're not selling, that they're not going to make one of those deals because I'd put them shorthanded for tonight. So that has to happen, which. Seems reasonable. Sure. I could, if you said that, I'd be like, okay, sure. I'll buy that. Number two, you have to be banking on, this is not a good from Bravadas that he's really lost it, that he's, you know, heading the wrong direction, tanking, terrible, whatever. You really have to sell yourself on that, which maybe, maybe not. You never know with pitchers when they start struggling uh, or start doing well when they're bad. Right? You just never know how, how they're going to play out. You know, if that's going to continue the next start or not, you have to also convince yourself that Gavin Williams, despite being lucky and getting really good numbers is going to continue to do that. Despite all the underlying metrics pointing towards a negative regression against a healthy Asher's offense and Asher's offense that was starting to hit the ball really well, especially led by a guy in Chaz McCormick who I've been long saying should be getting more playing time uh, after coming off a great July. You know, they were starting to hit the ball without being healthy, now getting Altuve and Jordan back around the same time. You know, getting Pena up to the two-hole with all those guys behind him, he's starting to get fastballs now, and that's going to help him out a lot. Uh, you, you just got to convince yourself of a lot of things here for the Guardians to pull the upset. Not that they can't do it. Baseball's a weird sport, like we just said, right? The Royals sweeping the Twins. Anything can happen. It's just this price implies a probability that I just think is so far off of reality. It just makes no sense for me. This is an A grade. It's an easy A grade. It's one of the biggest hedges on the board today. It's not the A-plus play of the day, but if you wanted to play it like it was, I don't think that's a bad look here. If you want to play a little more aggressive on the run line, split your bet, whatever. Again, we talked about this yesterday. My rules are if the run line's minus, the run line's plus odds, which makes zero sense in this game. Um, but if you want to split your wager, make it a minus one to get better odds, have at it. Uh, if you want to play a first five, have at it. I don't really think there's a better edge there necessarily. The Guardians bullpen is solid. 
Though, again, you never know who's going to get traded and what they're going to do. The Guardians are always a team that surprises because they're very concerned about the financials. Um, and so you never know what they're going to do. But the Astros bullpen is good as well. So if you want to play first five, that's fine too. Astros are just really undervalued in this spot. Uh, and I think you make a great point. I, I, as an Astros fan, I'm a little disappointed in this team. Why? Because McCullers hasn't thrown a pitch this season. Fromber, who was like going to win the Cy Young, is like now you're starting to be concerned about him. Javier's been really struggling, all struggling all year, really struggling as of late. You know, the underlying metrics weren't good for him early on, and then lately it's really come come out this last month or so. Um, you know, Garcia and Arquiti injured. Not that Arquiti's great, but like he's at least a better guy than now we're throwing like our number nine pitcher or something. Right. So that's been frustrating. The bullpen, some of those guys haven't been as good. Montero specifically has been terrible. The offense has been injured half the time. Uh, you know, so as a fan, it's a little disappointing, but yeah, when you, like you said, when you look at it, like they're still pretty good. Like it's surprising how good this team is. Maybe they aren't quite as healthy and dominant as before, but you know, that doesn't mean they're not a good team. And that's like, they're being priced as if they're just mediocre. And now that they're healthy with a guy who, with a guy like from, I'm I'm not saying to ignore those last several starts, but I'm also saying don't ignore the first 15 either. Right. Neither one is probably, maybe he's not going to be as good as his first 15, but on average, he probably shouldn't be as bad as his last one. So uh, yeah, Astros tremendous value here. It makes no sense to me. Uh, Jake, the total on this game uh, is set right now at eight and a half model says exactly eight and a half. I don't know if you have anything to add uh, to this discussion on the total, or if it's just all about the side for you here. I'm, pro- I'm probably staying away from the total, but if anything, I'd go over just because the Astros offense is very good. And there's a chance that Fromber doesn't have it tonight and Cleveland can score. I typically don't take advantage of lefties, but I mean, you can get a couple people on Ramirez. It's, it's something you knocks a few guys in, and then with the Astros offense, it's not hard to get to nine. Uh, I just, I probably won't play it, but if I, if you put a gun to my head, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking over. And, and again, we always talk about, you know, nine being such a key number going over eight and a half. You know, it's like the key numbers in, in football, the same thing, right? When, you, when you're going over the half number less than the key number, and not that nine's as key as some of the football numbers, not trying to imply that, but, uh, you know, seven and nine are more common than eight and 10, obviously. So uh, that matters. The other way to look is the Astros team total over. You're going to pay a little bit of a premium for it. It's going to be a higher number, but I'm like, I think the Astros score a ton. The question is the Guardians, are they going to score anything? If we get good Fromber, the Guardians probably end up with zero or one runs today being that he's a lefty and they're not going to project very well. The Astros could easily get to that number themselves. But again, I'm like you. That's why I don't want to play the total because if the Guardians score 0-1, you're not as likely. Guardians might score five, right? Either way, they're, I think they've got high variability. Either way, I think the Astros score a ton of runs. I'm guessing their total is going to be either four and a half with a ton of juice or five and a half, but feels like five or six for the Astros seems like what they get. So they're going to do their part. So if you're playing a total, I kind of think Astros team total over is the, is the play that – you know, you have to have confidence in them. That offense being healthy, Gavin Williams do do for some regression at some point. Not that it'll necessarily happen tonight. Uh, just I think if you're, uh, he might be a little bit overvalued because the results have been lucky. Uh, but yeah, the Astros should score plenty of runs. Don't know about the Guardians. So again, if I was going to play a total, it would be the team total over. Uh, Jake, that is all we've got here today. Any parting words before you sign off for the week and hand it over to Cousin Jared tomorrow? Yeah, it just feels weird not to back the Orioles on the way out. Like, I, I don't know, they've been so good to me, but 
Uh, it just feels weird. I, I I think it's a funny point. I had to double check last night. I did a double take because when I went and made <clears throat> made my wagers last night on the things today, uh, I just assumed that because the Orioles that I didn't collect them, that they didn't have a line out yet. And then I was scrolling through and I saw there was a line on the Orioles and I was like, did my numbers not pull in on them? And I actually had to do a double check. I was like, we're not backing the Orioles with an A grade. Who knows what will be this morning? But as of last night, we were not backing the Orioles with an A grade play, um, which was very surprising, a little bit sad. Uh, you know, and yeah, I was, I, I did. I was very like, wait, we're not doing this? Uh, you know, they continue to be good to us last night. Uh, I'm sure they will continue to be good to us in the future, even if it's not a game that we're discussing on show <laughs> but absolutely uh it was good having you here these last couple of days jake yeah, uh yeah. we'll see you again uh on monday uh, again cousin jared will take over for the rest of the week but that's all we've got for you then thanks for tuning into this episode a picture of the professor don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content provided on this channel dropped right into your feed be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content but until then as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet you're eating money